You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. time this morning because I want to be I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because I'm I'm unlimited and I don't know everything that's taking place but I do know that again that um, we all have problems we all have to deal with problems but um, I learned years ago it's just it's better to be united dealing with problems than to be having problems and you're divided. That's that's that that's not good. You don't want to be divided and you're dealing with some serious issues and as a family you're not on the same page. You're not on the same page. That's that's going to produce a disaster. And so notice Matthew the twelfth chapter. This to many of us is a familiar scripture. So Jesus has cast out a demon, and as a result of casting the demon out, the Pharisees or the religious folk felt like he himself was of the devil. And that's how they was trying to explain him having the ability to cast a demon out. But I'm happy that it happened because in that happening, Jesus uses it as an opportunity to teach on division and unity. Because notice in uh, verse 25, the Bible said, but Jesus knew their thoughts. He knew what evil religious people were thinking in reference to why he was able to do what it was that he had did. And so Jesus knew their thoughts, and he corrected their thoughts by saying to these religious folk, and understand sometimes some of the most dangerous people can be religious people. Come on, some of the most evil folk can be religious people. I want you all to really hear me. People who in one sense know the scripture, know the word, yet they are evil. They are evil. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom, notice carefully, every kingdom, no exception, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. And so he goes on to explain to them that if Satan himself is divided, that his kingdom will not stand. But notice again, he says to them, every kingdom divided against itself, notice the wording carefully, is brought to desolation. Is brought to desolation. So there's a process. 
You can be divided, and from the initial, you may not see desolation. But according to Jesus, it's coming. According to him, that's where a kingdom or a city or house or family is headed when they are divided against themselves. Notice again, he said they're brought to desolation. Every city, every house divided against itself will not stand. So basically, Jesus says that a divided house or a divided family is going to fall. It's going to fall. It's a matter of time. If a family is divided, if a church is divided, a falling is going to take place. No matter how much the people within that church or family pretend that everything is okay, a falling is going to take place. They're going to be brought into desolation. And you can't miss the fall because you're divided. And this is Jesus or the truth speaking to us about division and indirectly speaking to us about unity. Because notice, if we're divided, we're going to fall. But indirectly, he's teaching us that if we are together, we're going to be able to stand. Do y'all see that? Again, I got to take my time this morning just teach it again. If we divide it, we're going to fall. But Pastor, I don't want to fall. Don't matter what you don't want to do. If you divide it, you're coming into desolation and you're going to fall. If you are united or if you're together, you're going to stand. Based upon that, my subject this morning is simply together we stand, but divided we fall. Together we stand. But divided, we fall. Again, I want to minister from together, we stand. But divided, we fall. Let's give the Lord a praise for our subject on this morning. Come on, let's take our claps a little bit higher for him. Hallelujah. Now, before I begin this teaching, is there anybody that wants to fall? Anybody that want to be in desolation? Because if it is, I, I don't want to be connected with you. I, I don't want to be connected with you. I don't want to be close to you. Not if you want to fall. Not, not if you want to be in, in desolation. I, I don't need to be connected with you. Listen to me, and I'm dead serious. At all. At all. At all. I don't want folk to join this church who love mess. I don't want folk to join this church who love creating mess and keeping up mess. My prayer going to be if somebody about to come here and they all about that drama and that mess, my prayer is God send them to a church where the pastor, he's about mess. Come on. That, that's what they need to be. Don't let them come here. Why? That ain't what we about. That ain't what I'm about. Right? And so, again, if you are about that, then we can't be connected. We can't be connected. 
Because we have two different mindsets. And I take being united seriously. Yeah, I take unity seriously. You want to talk about some things that I really take to heart, that I'm really serious about? That's being united. When it comes to my family, I want my family united. I want us on the same page. I want my church family on the same page. I want us united. I'm serious about that. If you want to rub me the wrong way, all you got to do is show me that you are about that mess. Show me that you are about dividing people, and, and you're going to get what you want from me. You're going you're gonna to notice that, hey, I done rubbed him the wrong way. Yeah, because you are about that foolishness. Now, so let's get into this teaching because in order to be united, I've stated earlier that every family and every church will have its problems. Life itself is not problem free. It's not problem free. And, and a lot of times within a church or a family, our problems may not be the same. They, they, they may not be the same. But notice, if we are to be together, united, so that we can stand, we have to, number one, eradicate division. I want to talk to you about it. We have to eradicate division. What does it mean, Pastor, to eradicate something? Number one, it means that we have to destroy it or something completely. See, division is so serious that whenever it sticks its head up, there needs to be somebody, there needs to be people who know how to eradicate the divisions, to destroy it completely, listen to me, by pulling it up from the root. See, in other words, when it comes to division, you can't play with it. If you want to get rid of it completely, then you got to pull it up by its root. Come on. That means when you go to tackle division, you got to get all of it. I'm already to you. You got you got to pull it all up, which says to me that when it comes to eradicating division, it's going to take something. It's going to take something because it's easy to see a plant, if you will, and you pluck a leaf off of it. That's easy to just simply pluck a leaf off. But when you talk about taking that plant up, which has been planted for some time by the root. Now you're about to have to work or put forth some serious effort. Why is God teaching us this? Because when it comes to a lot of families, we're simply not willing to put the work in to completely destroy division. And some of y'all know that I'm right about that. Because some of us have been a part of families that were divided. And it wasn't just that the family was divided. It was divided and you could see the ruin in the family. Yet the people in the family did not want to do what it was going to take to get rid of it. But see, I'm different. I know division will pop its head up. But I'm determined as a leader of this church and my house to pull it up by the root. 
Come on, somebody. In other words, when you're pulling it up by the root, it says sometimes that certain people and certain things must be exposed. Sometimes the reason we can't get rid of division is because we're not willing to expose certain people. To get rid of division, sometimes you have to expose things that are being said and done for the detriment of the family. So you have to take seriously when you're in a family and somebody within the family is saying things that will tear up the family rather than lift up the family. That's got to be exposed. Come on, it can be your best friend, but you need to truly expose how your best friend really feels about certain things. I know I'm right about, even in a family, sometimes you can see how there's division within a family. Because rather than people exposing what is hurting the family, you have these family secrets. Y'all know I'm right about it. In some family, you have these family secrets. You have these cliques. See, sometimes from a whole, from, from a broader standpoint, I look at my family and I see people who are close, but their closeness is no good. It's no good. They're tight, but they're tight for a reason. She don't hardly say nothing. No, she talk more than you think. She just talk to people who gonna listen to her foolishness. No, she, she expresses herself. Don't get me wrong, but she does so to people who she know is like-minded. Am I right about that? Number two, it is to put something to an end or to put an end to something. Division is that thing again when it arises. You have to have a mindset to put an end to this. We need to put an end to this. How many times do you see families struggling? But, but when you really get to the core issues, they're still dealing with the same problems. They're still allowing the same thing to separate them that separated them last year. They, they haven't got any better when it comes to, to dealing with certain things. Y'all know I'm right about it. They're not putting an end to it. And there are certain problems that arise. It not only has to be dealt with, but it has to be dealt with correctly. We know it's a problem. Let's don't play with it. Let's don't let it get out of control. Oh, I'm teaching right. There are some problems that will start small if you don't correct it. Right. If you don't handle that the proper way, it's going to give you trouble for years. Come on, somebody. It's going to be a thorn in your flesh for years because you did not deal with it when you had the chance. That's when I don't run from trouble. I just look to deal with things the proper way. 
And believe you me, I'm talking to Christians this morning. When I deal with God's church, or I'm talking about Christian family. We got to understand when problems arise, don't get all bent out of shape. Don't even panic. Just recognize as a believer, there's a proper and an improper way to deal with problems. Come on. And, and, and don't be ready to burn the house down like you the only one got. Everybody got problems. Don't throw away your children. Don't, don't, don't treat them in a way that's not just, just because there's some problems with them. Recognize everybody else that's done raised some teenagers and some young adults have had to deal with some problems. It ain't always been a smooth settlement. Am I right about that? I could care less what folks are saying on the outside about the problems we're dealing with on the inside as long as we're together on the inside. What they're saying on the outside, preaching pastor, not going to affect us. It's not going to bring down our house. But what does the Bible say? The Bible talks about how a woman can pull down her house with her own hands. Most of the time when things are falling, it's an inside job. Me and Donna have been through a whole lot of things that some families would not have survived. But I, I, I remember sometimes dealing with things just telling Donna, say, look, it don't matter what they're saying on the outside. What we need to do is stay together. What we need to do is allow this problem to pull us closer and not apart. Oh, I know I'm teaching right. Because some family, that's what problems do. It just keep pulling on you. Until eventually it splits you. But you can't let that happen. I said you can't let that happen. Am I right? Finally, when you eradicate division... The goal is to eliminate it or to annihilate it. Well, so you got to have a hatred for division. You can't annihilate something that you like playing with. Y'all agree with that? You can't annihilate something that you love. You can't annihilate something that you get joy out of. Whoa, I see, I said something then. Because there are people who love fussing. They love arguing. They love quarreling. Right? If you love it, you can't annihilate it. You can't get rid of it because for some strange, weird, even stupid way, you enjoy being apart more than you do being together. And so notice again Jesus' words. Y'all hanging here with me. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself. Notice what he said. Is brought to desolation. Is brought to desolation. Number one, it is going to be laid waste or ruined. It's going to be laid waste or ruined. And that's why sometimes you can see a house a family or a church thriving. But if division gets in it and it's not eradicated, then you're going to see a house that was once thriving. Listen to me carefully. You're going to see it falling. 
Because I believe that there are some things that can only be hid for so long. Come on. Anybody know anybody that everybody know they are not together? But they think they're fooling folk by acting like they so close and they so tight. Y'all know I'm right. I've seen married folk like that. They, they, they just want to get in public. You know, they got all this affection for each other that's going on. They ain't doing never playing. People, when, when, when they get a chance to speak in public, they got all these old nice words and uh, nicknames for each other. But see, if you ain't saying that at the house, I, I mean, who are you putting this show on for? Well, Pastor, I, I just think you don't say enough about First Lady. I, I say enough. You see what I'm saying? I ain't with the plan. If I have a nickname for her, you don't need to know it. And some of you wouldn't want to know. Because if I reveal it, it's going to be hard for you to come back and say, Sister Donna, First Lady. <laughs> Am I right? Now, now, here, now here's the important definition that I want us to receive for desolation. Notice it's going to be brought into desolation. A state of unhappiness. Whenever a house is divided, it's going to be brought into a state of unhappiness. And, and, and listen, Again, I don't want to be a part of any family and we are unhappy all the time. I'm just, I'm just seeing if I, if, I, if I got somebody that's, that's with me on that. I, no. Because see, it don't matter how big your house is. Don't matter how pretty it may be. How much room you got in it. If unhappiness is in the house, who cares about what you drive? Y'all ought to be giving me some amen. I, I'm serious about this. I'm not going to be a part of something. And we in a state of unhappiness. I don't want to come to church. And we unhappy here. We not just allow unhappiness to creep in, but it is taken over. And believe you me, there are churches that when they gather together, it's not about uplifting one another. It's not about filling the presence of God and being joyful amongst each other. It's about you being able to feel in that house that something is not right. And if you like me, look at somebody and tell them, I love, I absolutely enjoy being happy. How many value your happiness? Do you value it enough to eradicate division? 
See, that's the thing. How much do you love being happy? Because I'm going to tell y'all, I love it. And folk who don't want to be happy, and they don't want deliverance, get off and around me. I ain't being too hard, am I? I don't want nothing to deal with that. I don't want nothing to do with that. Why, Pastor? Because I know that it doesn't have to be that way. Leaders don't have to get together and there's no happiness when we come together. Deacons don't have to be against one another. Needs to be joy in the deacon's office. Yes, they do. Whether you ever go in there or not, they need to know that there's joy in that office. There's joy working with one another. Even though there may be times that problems arise between a deacon and another deacon. But the happiness in that office should mean so much to them that they're willing to get it right without even having to involve pastors. Same can be said for ministers and leaders and brothers and sisters. The joy you feel when you come to this church, the togetherness that we can feel, you should value it so much that if you and your sister has a disagreement, you should desire to solve it the biblical way. You and your sister needs to get together and take care of that issue between y'all two so that y'all problem will not spread into other stuff. I know I'm teaching right because sometimes division can spread. It can start amongst two people. And if they don't handle it right, they'll start pulling other folks in. And before you know it, you got one group against another group. But it all started, y'all know I'm just telling the truth, with sister so-and-so having a problem with another sister. And not going to that sister, but talking about that sister to other people. Uh, I mean, I'm, 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 and see, the message has to, in one sense, come meaty, because again, we're looking to eradicate division. We're looking to deal with it. How many know? Sometimes you gonna have problems with people you love. I'm gonna say it again because I see some hand. How many know you gonna have problems sometimes with people you love? Yes, you are. But what you don't do is because problems arise, you doing what I say when you see people, they love and then they stop loving. Then they love and then they stop loving. See, see, we, we got to have that ability to love through problems. Keep loving as you're dealing with it. Am I right? Notice the word division, two meanings for the word division. Number one, disunion. Disunion is division. 
Disunion has to do with a break, a split, a crack, or a tear within something. Disunion has to do with a split. And see, that's often when division comes, if it's not eradicated, it's going to split two people who should be together. It's going to split them. Come on, y'all. Don't split them. Going to be to the point to where they don't talk anymore. It split them. They had something arise. They didn't handle it right. And it split them. And see, there are some things that are so important that if a split or a crack gets in it, it must be dealt with. Come on, y'all. You take from a natural standpoint. You don't want to set up to build a house. Because that's what we do as family. We're continually building upon something. Making it greater. Making it stronger. Am I right? But you don't want to build on something and the foundation is cracked. No, before we continue building, let's deal with this crack. Because we can obviously see it. You see it, and I see it. There's a crack in the foundation. Woo, taking that what we don't want to do. It just put a rug over. Just, just lay something over and, and, and keep. I'm dealing with it this morning. Number two, it has to do with discord. We really need to hear this. Division has to do with disunion. Division has to do with discord amongst people. Discord means there are disagreements. Listen, disagreements that matter. That matter. Because some disagreements don't matter. Y'all know I'm right about it. It don't matter that we think differently about that. Who cares? In every house, whether it be the church or our homes, everybody within the house, most of the time, don't eat or like the same things. Am I right? Now I can see you eating something. And even though it ain't going in my mouth, it just disgusts me. You, you, you feel me? It, like, like you, you put mayo on a hot dog. Now, if you do that, ain't nobody told me you do it. But if I see you doing it, I'm there. I, I, I may just frown before I know it like that. Who do that? Oh, Lord, y'all, I didn't know it. <laughs> I didn't know it, Sister Keith. But look at this whole congregation. It ain't but two of y'all that do it. But now listen, 
Now she done revealed she do it. Do you think she needs to be put out the church? Should we look at her like something got to be wrong with her? Because only ketchup and mustard go on a hot dog and everybody should know. That's how we talk to each other sometimes about things that don't matter. Because there are times that I don't have to feel about things the way you feel about it. We can be different. We don't have to allow nonsense, things that don't matter, divide us. I'm telling you, when you're connected with people, there are going to be times you see things differently. But what has to be asked is, is this major? Because we cannot disagree on major things. Am I right? And when you disagree on major things and there's no resolution, that's going to cause desolation. Are y'all with me? That means that a group of folk who should be connected, they're going to be disconnected. They're disconnected because they disagree about things that matter. Are y'all with me? If the deacon don't see nothing wrong with stealing, that's a disagreement that matters. Soon the deacon, he'll come and he say, Pastor Deacon Johnson, stealing. He's stealing. It's the church. He's stealing. Soon as he come with proof. It ain't no talking to Deacon Johnson. It is get Deacon Johnson out of there now. And I ain't even smiling. Get him out of there. Now. That's a problem. If Donna want to just do anything with money, I mean just throw it away, just waste, that's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. That's my money. Now, if she got personal money, and want to take it and just go outside and just throw it up in there. That's how I'm going to be looking at it. You ain't getting none of my money. You, you. But if she going into the savings, into the checking, and she taking that money out, just throwing it up. So we got a problem. We got a problem. <laughs> Y'all quiet this morning. Notice Acts, the sixth chapter. Folk got quiet then. And see, folk who want to argue, they, they, they'll be to the point, well, 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 Pastor, uh, 
Uh, you know, I just like being right. See, you, you can't solve a problem with people like that. Who just want to be right, listen, even when they wrong. You can't eradicate division with people like that. You can't eradicate division with people who think they know everything. Because they're not willing to listen. Y'all know I'm right about it. Now let me show you where a problem existed in the New Testament church. Because you'll have people that come to church and they think, well, pastor, this is a house of God. Shouldn't be no problems in here. Everybody should get along all the time well with each other. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. People in a real church, whether you know it or not, there are going to be times where people are having to get with each other in order to eradicate division. Am I right about that? Notice Acts, the sixth chapter. Because notice again, oh Lord, Acts 6 and 1. Now in those days when the number of disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint, and I could call that a problem, against the Hebrews by the Hellenists, because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve, that being the apostle, summoned the multitude of disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, this is known as the deacons, whom we may appoint over this business. Notice they knew that a certain group being neglected that needed to be taken care of. And they looked at it as, as handling business or dealing with something serious or important. But we would give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And notice this. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And then they chose men full of the Holy Ghost. But this is what I want you to see. They had a problem. If this problem doesn't get resolved, it could split the church. Come on. Because you're going to have folks over here feeling like they're not loved. And obviously, according to how it was handled, that somebody was being overlooked. Come on, y'all. Because, again, things happen. It doesn't mean somebody overlooked them on purpose, but as the church grew, sometimes growth creates problems. Yes. And so as they begin to grow and multiply, see a lot of folk want to grow, they want to multiply, but when you grow, or the more you get blessed, there are more things that will try to take you down. Do y'all see it? But notice that these apostles were praying men. They got before God to seek a resolution for this problem. That it might not split 
the congregation. And they came up with a biblical solution. Tell your neighbor, when it comes to our problems, we don't deal with them the way the world does. Tell your neighbor, we deal with problems by having or implementing biblical solutions. Now, I need y'all to tell me if you agree with this. To every problem, there is a biblical solution. Do y'all believe it? Every marriage problem, there's a biblical solution. Whatever the singles may go through, there is a biblical solution. Are you struggling financially? There's a biblical solution. This is the reason these things were implemented because Jesus himself knew within his church there would be problems. But there's a biblical solution. Y'all got to understand what I'm saying. It's not always I'm going to get my way. Listen, when you love unity, you don't want your way. That's the problem with a lot of y'all. The reason you're not clapping right now. You always want your way. But when I deal with problems, I don't want my way. I want God's way. I want his way revealed. I want him to show us how to deal with it. I want him to show us how to stop the split. Now, of course, in a church, you're going to have hard-headed people. They're not going to want to listen to a biblical solution. Sometimes God going to have to move those types of people to keep them from causing a split in that which desires to be together. We've experienced that at the church. God had to move some people. Listen to me. And I had to be okay with him moving them. I'm just, I'm just teaching it right. The older children get, and they don't want to be a part of the unity. Something else may have to happen. Are y'all with me? But notice this again. I so love it. I so love it. Because when I read scripture like that, it just let me know. Well, okay. So they had a problem. Now in those days when the multitude of the disciples was, did y'all get that? What was they doing? Y'all ain't even there. Acts 6 and 1. Now in those days when the number of disciples was what? When they was what? They were being blessed. And a lot of times when I look around at my house, division often tries to stick his head up when we're being blessed. When God is doing for us, what he promised to do. Now here's something trying to stop that promise from continuing to be so. Are y'all listening to me? But see, you eradicate divisions by implementing biblical solutions. Now there are times that a family may go through something and they may not have the biblical knowledge to implement a biblical solution. That's, that, that's primarily why I'm going to be teaching the way I'm teaching this month. And that's the reason it's important for a church to cover these types of things. So that within homes, 
people will know, hey, there's a biblical solution to this. So you don't have to always sit down with one another and it's always, well, why you got to be right? I'm tired of being wrong. Well, get in the Bible then. I'm, I'm not about to, to, to say God's way is wrong because you've been wrong the last three times. Get in the Word. Get out of yourself. Start changing. Start lining up with what God wants for the church. See, it ain't what pastor wants. It's what God wants. Do y'all realize that? Let's go to Matthew. I'm, I'm, I'm about to bring it in. Let's go to Matthew. Ooh. Are you being helped? I don't ever want to stand before y'all and act like, well, at 80 hit and lay dry. I don't, no problem ever come now. And yeah, Pastor, what you done did, man? I hung me out a little old thing on my door and, and it can't no problem come in now. <laughs> First thing you're going to say, Pastor, give me that thing you got hanging outside. <laughs> Am I right? But I don't have it. And I'm transparent about that. But I love the happiness that me and Donna have. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No thank you. No thank you. I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. And no, I'm not always right. Matthew 7. No, I'm not always right, and I can admit that. I can admit that I'm not always right. Amen? I don't want to get in the way of, of what God want to do at the house. Tell, tell you never, do you want to get in the way of what God want to do in this church? Look, he's about to say, do you want to get in the way of what God Want to do at your house? I don't want to be the problem. I say, I don't want to be the problem. Well, I'm just tired of all this fussing. We always just fussing it up. There's a biblical solution. Because that's not only draining, fussing and fighting all the time, warring against each other all the time. All that's doing is pulling you further apart. Got to come to the table with a biblical solution. Matthew 7, we finna close. Y'all give me a few more minutes and I'm going to end it. But it had to be dealt with. Now listen, because my next point is we can't eradicate problems. And we being hypocrites. I told y'all we can't eradicate problems or division being hypocrites. Notice why I say that. Notice Matthew 7 and verse 4. Or how can you say to your brother... To your family member. Woo! That word getting tight, ain't it? <laughs> Some of y'all just read before. You looking like, oh, Pastor, that's good right there. Well, you just slow up. Let me get there. Pastor, that's good right there. 
See, sometimes in a house you'll have people struggling with the same problems, but you got in that house people being hypocritical in how they're going about trying to resolve the problem. Hypocrites can't solve problems. Hypocrites create problems. That's when we need to be real. Look at, look at your neighbor and not nobody you live with. Just tell them, say, if me and you have a problem, we don't need to be a hypocrite about how to solve it. Notice what a hypocrite is. Or how can you say to your brother or your family member, let me remove the speck from your eye and look a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite! Exclamation point. First remove the plank from your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Tell your neighbor, it's not that we shouldn't correct our family members. But if we do so, we need to be able to see what we're doing. Whoa! Come on, somebody. I don't want you telling me what I need to do. And you're not taking care of what you need to do. No, you get that plank out of your eye. And see, what is he saying? That when we get in the place we need to be in, we can help each other. Come on. I, I'm getting in a position to tell you what it is we need to do to move forward. But you got too many people who like doctoring on other folk. And your own issues are blinding you. You can see what the other person is doing, but you can't see what, what you're doing. You want them to change, but you don't see where you're not willing to change. Oh, yeah, I'm on my way out, but I'm going to hit you hard on my way out. I said, you busy telling somebody how their attitude is messing up things, but your attitude is worse than theirs. I said it's worse. And we have folk in this church like that. We have people in this church who love telling folk what they need to do. But you're blinded by your own issues. Woo! See, we just need that to just... Can I bring it to the natural? Who wants to see a doctor coming in to perform your surgery? And they leading them over here to where you at. How many gone? How many gone? How many ain't praying? Gone. 
<laughs> Some of you going to get a bit of an analogy. You're going to say that a lot. Is, is he blind? <laughs> oh, yeah, but he still know what he's doing. <laughs> Go on. Even when you have problems in your house, and rather than dealing with them in your house, you are telling people all your business. Come on. I once had two brothers in the church. They were close. And I never knew why they were so close until I found out that both of them Love complaining to each other about their wives. Every day. Every day. Man, mine ain't doing this one. Man, you think you got mine ain't doing. Man, she this. Man, she that. And neither one of them had the courage to say to the other one. Brother, you know you jacked up too. I'm, I'm being serious. Psalm 127. We, 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 we finna close. We, we, we got to bring it in. I don't know how much more of this y'all can take. Yeah. Now, both marriages ended in divorce. Ugly divorces. Neither one of those men to this day are on track. Because they never saw themselves. They never saw themselves. Notice, notice this as we get ready to close. Notice Psalm 127, verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. In a divided house, People labor in vain. You're working hard, but you're not going to get where you desire to be. Because your labor is in vain. Why is my labor in vain, Pastor? Because you're not allowing the Lord to build the house. When the Lord builds the house, we solve problems according to his word. That's the only thing I want y'all to see in this club. That's how we solve it. And see, when you're solving things based upon God's word, that says that he's building the house. See, I want God to continue building this church. It's clear through the things that we've gone through that it's His house. It's clear. We, we, we're still standing after all these years. Not just open. The doors are not just open to the church, but we're still in the will of God. I said we're still in the will of God because Pastor... Go make sure that he builds the house. Amen. 
and tell your neighbor, when the Lord builds the house, when you let him build it, his house will stand. Oh, you didn't get excited about it. I need you to tell somebody, when the Lord builds the house, the house will stand. Tell somebody, if we let God build it, it'll stand. Tell it to three more people like you mean it. If we let God build it, it'll stand. I'm talking to somebody. If we let God build the house. Because listen, I don't want to be laboring in vain. I don't want to be doing that. Working hard, but getting nowhere. I don't want to do that. Tell your neighbor, when I work, I want to see results. How many of you are like that? I'm closer, but when I work, I want to see, I want to see the fruit of my labor. Come on. That, that means if I'm working, and the Lord is building the house. That means when we go on vacation, we're going to have a good time with each other. I said, we're we going that means some folk this year, y'all going to really enjoy family vacation. And I want you to know God is going to send some money to families that they can do some things on vacation together. Yes, they are. I've already asked him to send finances to people who need it. Who need it. So they cannot just go away, but enjoy their time. Matthew 12 and then we're done. Got to close it quick. Matthew 12 and then we're done. Yeah, I don't want to labor in vain. I don't want just to have a bunch of auxiliaries, but auxiliaries are disconnected. No. I want us to labor. I want the Lord to build a house. Matthew 12 and 25. But Jesus said, knew their thought. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Every city of every house divided against itself will not stand. But if we eradicate division, we can stand. I'm going to give you three things that mean to stand, and then I'm done. Number one, we can defend against attacks. When a house is together, when a house is united, you will be attacked. But because you are together, because you are united, because the Lord is building the house, you can defend yourself against attacks. And that's important. Number two, you will have the ability, the capacity to fulfill your purpose. See, if we keep letting God build this house and we stay united and we eradicate division, then what's going to happen at a place of refuge nooner is that we're going to continue fulfilling our purpose. Every time God sets something before us to do, we're going to get it done because we're together. Finally, you're going to be able to do two things that I want to stick with this church and with your house. Is that when you are able to stand... You will achieve and accomplish. You will achieve and 
accomplish. See, that's when God wants families united so families can achieve things. So that we can accomplish some things. Tell your neighbor, bottom line. When it comes to the church house and my house, there is more to be done. And I'm done. Let's give him a praise. Together. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.